again that's what i'm talking about listen i want to thank everybody for tuning in today this is going to be a solo show and it's probably not going to be so happy we're going to have some funny parts but most of the most of it's going to be super serious because this is what is requiring of me today but on today's show we're going to talk about hey we're going to talk about whips we also going to talk about pigeons, and we got a lot more stuff that we got to talk about on this evening. But we thank you all for joining us. It's, well, joining me. I said, True, not going to be in today. So, what we want to do, she ain't going to be here because she got a uh, graduation that she is that she is attending. Shout out to Sister Sid. Shout out to Sid. She out here. She out here with the graduate on the graduation tip. So, Shout out to her for that. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, I think she said Alabama State University is where she's going to end up at. So, hey, I'm here for it. I am happy, happy for it. Also, also, before I forget, got to wish my brother, my little brother, Julian, a.k.a. left-hand rookie, a happy birthday. For everybody, I shout out to everybody who uh, who showed them love this week. I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate it. Y'all the real MVPs. I want to uh, let me see if I got a quick quick Julian story for his birthday. Hey, so when we was little, when we was little, one of the funniest things was uh. You know, we, we got whoopings. Now, the whoopings themselves weren't funny. But, but the funny thing when the, when the whoopings happened was my brother was the king of the, he was the king of the begging. Like, he would, he would tell my mom how much, how much he loved her and everything else. Like, mama, 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 hold on. Just, just, just give me one, just give me one second. I got to tell you something. That wasn't gonna stop the whooping. I gotta tell you something. Hold on, my hold on. I just, just, just give me one, give me one second. I gotta tell you something before you give me a whoop. I love you though. I, I, I love you. you know what? I, yeah, you, you still getting the whooping. I love you too. It's deep, but you still gonna get that thrashing. Still got the thrashing, but uh, yeah, happy happy birthday to him, man! One of the one of the best bowler I know, you know what I'm saying, and best little brother, along with many other things. Super proud of him. Uh, so, if y'all don't mind, go ahead and jump in that chat room. Wish him a happy birthday. Like I said, I greatly appreciate it. He ain't gonna like that I told that one, but um, you know, it kind of is what it is. But since last week, since last week, I had I I told y'all before that I 
I fixed my lawnmower. And last, this past week, I put it to the test. I put that thing to the test. And when I tell you, it ran like it never ran before. I, I, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. I probably saved about $800. What's up, easy? I saved myself probably about $800. I'm, I'm sure that I say, in my mind, I saved $800. Just on the strength of I didn't have to call anybody to come out and tell, like, they was going to hit me with the service fee. Y'all know how the service fee go. Well, I got to charge you 75 just for coming out. And that might be on the low end. The 75 might be on the low end. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if they out here, they out here hitting me, hitting me with the 75 on the low end, and then they turn it around, and they gonna hit me for parts. What up, Alicia? They hitting me for parts. They gonna hit me for for the for the work for the labor. What up, Kush? So you know they hitting you for a gonna hit you for a little bit of everything. Coming out parts, labor, and it's always gonna be more. And if y'all like me, you go to YouTube and you look at YouTube and you see how long those videos are. Because if it's if they under like twenty minutes, then you feel like you might be able to do it. If it's under 20 minutes, I feel like I could do it. But I know if the video took 20 minutes, it's going to take me 40. It's off top. Video take video take 20? Take me 40. But I missed the opportunity. I missed the opportunity because there was no videos for what I needed to fix. I could have made a YouTube video for what I had to fix. But that lawnmower ran like a, it ran like a, whoo, like a Lamborghini. What's up, baby? I see you, girl. Also, my refrigerator is fully functioning all over again. Like, it, it always got cold. Like, the freezer worked and the refrigerator part worked. It was this damn ice machine that was going to make my wife feel like she was going to need a whole new refrigerator because the ice machine didn't work. She was trying. She told me to fix it and I tried to get in there and fix it and that damn ice machine was not working. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't fixing itself. I couldn't get it to work. And then all of a sudden God reached down and touched my refrigerator. And he got that thing working. Amen. Amen. Just get that a get that refrigerator working again. Amen. So we got we have a fully functioning ice machine in this moment right now. Amen. I am here for it. I love it. So amazing. This shit makes me happy in a different kind of way. <laughs> Because now she don't have a reason to try to get a new new refrigerator. Other than saying it's too small. The one that we have is too small. I might sound like a little bit of a hater, but it kind of, you know, it just kind of is what it is. 
just kind of is what it is. Speaking of, the last thing on since last week, I was gonna wait. I was gonna wait to tell this pigeon story a little bit later, but you know, I gotta, I, I gotta get this off. I got, I gotta get this pigeon story off. I was listening to the boy talk to his aunts, and he, he told a story about having, having a pet pigeon, and he told. He told a story in a way, like he was like, you know what? I had a my mom, me and my mom, we had we took our pet pigeon to the vet, and he didn't want to give it a shot. And we said, you gonna give it a shot because we got the money. We got the money, so you're gonna give it a shot. Now, the aunts were like the Probably one of the reasons why you couldn't get that doc, that that vet to give it a shot is because they was probably looking at you like, why do you have a pet pigeon? (laughs) Explain. Nobody, nobody has a single pet pigeon. Like I'm fully aware that in New York City there are people who clap pigeons. I get it. I understand. They clap pigeons. We've seen it on um, training day when my man was out there. Like, however that works. Okay, that's that's dope. But, buddy, I, I, a pigeon, though? Like you, he told me this story. Like he was like, "Yo, Mr. Jason, I got a pet. I had a pet pigeon. I did." Come on, man. I, how'd you? How did your mama get this pigeon in the first place? Like, how did this happen? Why? Why? Of all the birds, like y'all couldn't go to PetSmart and get a regular bird. A canary, a um, a a parakeet, a parrot, or something. A pigeon for him. And he told me that his mom just went outside and caught one because she was fast. What up, you? Come on, man. Come on, man. Let's not let's not do this. Like you already in trouble for telling these. For telling these stories. SW, what's happening? You already in trouble for telling these stories, man. We're not doing this. Not with a pet pigeon. Not today. Come on, man. Let's let let's just chill. I can't I can't have this. I can't have this on the pet pigeon side of the game. He goes on to tell this story like he made the doc. They made the doctor give this pigeon a shot. What kind of shot? I don't know. But he gave him, a, they, they got the shot, and he told the doctor, nice doing business with you. What up, Jim? Come on, man. Come on, man. We're not, we not doing this. Like, you you can't tell me you don't have a pet vision. Like, we, I, I'm, no. For, no. Absolutely not. Like, <laughs> 
A pigeon? I, I was so I was so taken aback by by this whole story because this is one of those things in which you gonna you will say anything if you tell people that you didn't had a pet pigeon. You you gonna say anything like and I and I told him I was like come on man you can't you can't tell this story man we not we not doing this don't tell nobody else that you had a pet pigeon when you was coming up. Like, we all know somebody. We are like, I grew up when I grew up uh, in Chicago. There was a kid that stayed across the hall. Adam Acosta had an iguana. That was the weirdest pet that I had seen. Like I, like in Chicago, you just don't see iguanas like that. But Adam Acosta was from a different national nationality. So I think, you know, hey, they got they got pet iguanas. We got pit bulls, they got pet iguanas. Like it just it's one of those things. But come on man, don't 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 tell nobody else you done ever had a pigeon in your life. He goes on to tell me that he it was potty trained. He would go outside with it on his arm. Like, on your arm, bro? Like, you you done potty trained a pigeon. What's up, Mark? You done potty trained a pigeon. You can go outside with it on your arm. And and now it's, it's one of those things where it's just going to keep... It's just going to keep coming back like the... Stop it. Stop it. You're you going to say anything. You are, you are the saying anything person in my life right now and I can't deal with that like I can't take you in public if you out here saying that you got a pet pigeon and like I said I told him I was like hey I'm gonna call defects I'm called I'm calling defects what about I'm calling defects because your mama shouldn't have y'all gonna got rabies Y'all gonna have rabies. Like, you can't tell me that y'all not gonna have rabies because y'all walking around here with a pigeon. Like, you know the level of germs? Like, people that have snakes, I won't go to their house. Because if it get out, it's gonna be a struggle for me. Like, I don't mess around with snakes. What up, Roger? I don't mess around with snakes. Snakes aren't my thing. I don't know when they mad, they jump up and they, they they call themselves being mad. They don't have no warnings. There's no warnings. You're gonna you gonna die. They're gonna get you. I done seen too many people get bit by so-called trained snakes. That I can't I'm not taking that chance. People don't really have pet sharks, but you know, I don't mess with sharks neither. I don't mess with no animal that I can't tell when it's pissed off. Which, hey man, it's just it's one of those things, man. It's kind of it's kind of messed up, man. It's pretty it's pretty messed up. Like I was like, man, you you just say anything, and let me say when I said I was gonna call defect on his mom's, and he was like, yo, y'all never want me to go back home. 
um, excuse me, you just said you had a pigeon. Speaking of defects, I don't know if y'all heard the story about the little kid in Dallas who, it was a nine-year-old white man who went and took a whip and beat on these black people, this black family's door. But this nine-year-old white man was banging on the door, he was whipping the door, and I had so many questions about where this nine-year-old white teenager, one, got a whip, two, why they had, why he had the audacity. Like, where, where do you learn this stuff from that you're gonna, like this nine-year-old white man is gonna take this whip over to these people's house and bang on the door and whip the door like that was the thing to do. Like who? And you know, I saw the I saw the video and it was one of those things where um, I saw where the dad went over to the to the nine year old white man's house and approached the father about it, and he was just like, "Hey, uh." Get off my property. Get off my property. Now, full disclosure, I rarely open my door for anybody that I'm not expecting. But if somebody, if I have to open my door because somebody is being overly disrespectful to my property, and if I'm looking at a nine-year-old white man this nine-year-old teenager out here trying my property in this kind of way? Oh, I'm shooting my shot. He's he's gonna have to get me at least one time before I'm taking I'm taking the whip. Have your daddy come get it. I might send him home with a couple lashes. What up, Monet? What, what you're not gonna do? What you're not gonna do is come over here and bang on my thing on my on my on my door with a whip t- like like you want me to come outside and I told I told the girl this story and her question to me was why didn't they just shoot the boy That's what she asked me. She was like, why didn't the black family just shoot the boy? That's tough. That's tough. And I had so many responses. I had so many responses go through my head. And the unfortunate part was the realest response is, because she didn't feel threatened in a way that if the boy had done the same thing to the house, like if the boy that lives with me did the same thing to the white family's home, that is probably 
it's probably a safe bet to say that white man would have pulled a gun on him. Or worse. Or worse. She didn't fear this boy in a way that that a white person would have pretended to be scared of a nine-year-old boy. But this nine-year-old white man who took himself across the street and started whipping on this on these black people's house. I, I know y'all see what I'm doing. It, it sounds funny saying, it feels funny saying nine-year-old white man, but this is how the news reports it. This nine-year-old man. This nine-year-old teenager <laughs> this nine-year-old black teenager is out of news reports. It's so unfortunate, but I'm trying to figure out, like, do like, okay. As I was, as I was talking through this story, and I was talking through talking with my wife, and I was like, all right, where did this boy get a whip? Like. Has anybody ever been to the whip store? Like, where's the whip store? Can anybody point me in the direction of the whip store? They might have one in Dallas. The only places that I know that you can get whips at is Tokyo Valentino and, and, and Buckhead. You probably can get a whip there. One of them sex, one of them sex stores. You can get a, you can get a whip there. Fam had a little whip, so it might have been one of one of his parents' whips. But it was to my understanding that in Texas they were trying to pull that slavery aspect out of the textbooks. So where do you learn this? Where do you learn? Like, what if this kid? What if the kid was outside? And this nine-year-old white man walked up and decided that he was getting ready to get his whip on. Where you learn that at? <laughs> Jewel said his parents might be into that freak stuff. Maybe. Maybe. But he didn't look like he was into that freak stuff. He looked like he was trying to do some damage. He looked like he was in into that uh, that slavery stuff. Like, you don't, out of all the things to take to somebody's house and to bang on somebody's door with, you, you decided to take a whip? Come on, man. Come on, for real? Like, this is what we doing? That's your, that's your number one weapon? Like I said, I, I cannot confirm or deny that if I if there was some if there was some little nine year old man standing outside of my some little white nine year old man standing outside my my home. I'm looking at my front door right now like I wish a nine year old white man would. There would be some issues. He would have to tell his dad that his whip is gone. 
the freaky stuff is on pause right now. As far as the whip is concerned, this is not happening anymore. Until his dad makes his way on over here to come get it. But he can come get it from the police station. Now, my wife said that in Texas, as a nine-year-old, you cannot be arrested for what this little nine-year-old white teenager did. A black nine-year-old teenager could. He sure can. Oh, yes, he can. They'll figure out a way to add something to it. Terroristic threats. Oh, yes, you could. We gonna slap a record on them. Hey, we sure will. Because that's what we do. Oh, yes, ma'am. I think there's something that I just need to that I need to find out. And one of the things that that bothers me. So, as a foster parent, as a foster parent, we we take in kids that we did not birth. She did not birth. They're not part of our family. We don't know where they come from. What we do know is that something happened that made them come into care. And with that being said, with something happening that made them come into care, we know something was wrong with their upbringing in some way, shape, or form. And what's up, Gerald? And, and with that being said, some of the things that that we see that that are presented to us that the kids do we know that that's something that they only got from an adult. We know that there was something that they had been exposed to only by an adult, not, not from the kids that they went to school with, not from, you know, people that kids that were around their age. Like this was, this is some adult stuff that they had necessarily been exposed to. It didn't come from a video game. It didn't come from an anime cartoon or something like that. So you, you you can tell it's not from music, it's not from movies or something like that. Like it's it's purely adult content because for them to hold on to it so tight for them to be for it for it to have such a hold on it is coming from some place that is that is near to them, that they that they feel like, you know what, because they're doing it, it's right. And that's the thing, that's the thing that's scary. And so when we start talking about, you know, this little nine-year-old white man doing what he did, like having the audacity to go over to this, to these black people, this black family's home encroach on their property and for whatever what was going on in his head felt like it was okay to do that or for this buffalo shooter 
to plan out this attack and go three and a half hours away from where he lived. Like, do you know what it takes for me to drive three and a half hours anywhere? Anywhere. Like if the vacation is not going to be at a beach, I'm not going three and a half hours to do that. Not in the car. Now, unfortunately, before it started getting pulled down, I saw, I saw the video. I saw the live stream. And what I saw in that video, what I saw in that video was a level of, was a level of evil and a level of hate that that is difficult to understand. Like they call it, it's a, yeah, it's a hate crime. Absolutely. But for our culture, for our culture, we use hate and hater in such a flippant way. Like, when we use hate, we're talking about jealousy in a, in a, in a you know, in some kind of way. Way like, oh, he's talking about my clothes. Oh, they hating on, they hating on my show. Somebody said it was a little show or whatever. That's not hate. It can be jealousy. It can be envy. But what happened in Buffalo, and what's been happening for the longest of time? It's real hate. It's real evil. That's that's real. And I think one of the things that Amanda said, I was I was scrolling a little bit, which I normally don't do, but Amanda Seals was kind of talking about how, you know, we need to get to a point where where we need to kind of figure out how to understand that level of hate so that we can figure out a way to combat it. And uh, the unfortunate part about the unfortunate part about that is For the most, for the most racist of black people, there are still, there's still a level of concession that's made for that, for that cool white person that you come in contact with. Now I'm not, I'm not, don't, I don't want anybody to take this as, as I'm advocating hate because I'm not, but there's a there's always a concession made for that white person that was that was nice or that was cool or that that did not come off as racist in front of them 
Oh, Jeff at work, he always speak. He cool. Like, this shit, why? Ain't nothing, ain't nothing wrong with him. He cool. Whereas, the person that thinks like this, they don't care. They don't care. They'll do that to people that they don't even know. There's no concessions made for Roberta Drury, Marcus Morrison, Andre McNeil, Aaron Salter, Geraldine Talley, Celestine Cheney, Hayward Patterson, Catherine Massey, Pearl Young, Ruth Whitfield. There was no concessions made for them. My apologies if I mess up any of those names. But those were the 10 people that died. There was no concessions made for those people. Didn't even know. They just happened to be shopping. Minding their business. Somebody pull up to a grocery store in a black neighborhood. You coming out, you done with your shopping. And next thing you know, things that's frustrating is one of the things that's frustrating is yes the everybody the first thing that people will talk about is that this person was brought in alive he was apprehended and they look at all the instances in which there were there were African African Americans unarmed that were that were that were killed during an arrest for a whole lot less. Whether it's cigarettes, traffic stop, um, random chokeholds, just in, in the list the list goes on and on and on. And then we got these people that are that are flat out murdering. Murdering. Just just finished a murder. Hey, you know what? Let me talk you down. You're not a threat. Let me talk you down. Come on. Come on, guy. Just 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 come on. Just put the gun down. Come on, come on, and just surrender. Put the gun down. Come on, yeah, we're gonna take you in. And one of the police officers that did it, that were that was on the scene, he did an interview, and 
one of the things in this six minute interview that stood out to me was this person so he said that hey you know I'm not going to give him I'm not going to give him a platform by telling him by saying his name he's inmate D five one six three four nine whatever whatever that inmate number was. He was brought in humanely, with care, and with respect. Humane, with care, and with respect. feel like at this point you don't you don't necessarily deserve it and so when I when I hear those words come on man black is beautiful what's happening that part doesn't sit well with me Like, you at least got to slam his head in the door or something on the way in. He just murdered 10 people. Come on, man. Look. And so, of course, the first thing that they bring up, oh, mental health and this and that, da-da-da. Yes, mental health and this and that, da-da-da. Do you... Most of the, yes. Let me get these thoughts back together. We don't want to hear nothing about mental health. And one of the, one of the things, all right, so in the black community, one of the things that we, that we as a people try to avoid is the admittance of of mental health and mental health issues. Now, there are some that, you know, as soon as somebody starts yelling out or talking about mental health, crazy gets thrown on top of it. And it's a stigma that that we need, that we would need to get rid of. If I'm being, I'm being, I'm being 100% transparent in my thought process. But at the same time, We can't just throw myths out that whatever is stuff when it's wrong. Like wrong is gonna be wrong every day. Like we we don't want to hear about oh it's mental health or oh you know he was a lone wolf. No, he wasn't an animal. He wasn't a wolf. He was a murderer. Let's say murderer. Let's not let's not put no he it's mental health he's, he's a murderer. All this stuff was meticulously planned out. This was a plan. This was a executed plan. Now it was planned to the minute of how this whole thing was gonna take place. 
Come on, man, stop playing. Y'all, y'all stop playing me. Like y'all can't, y'all can't tell me. Like it's, it's certain things. Like you know, most of the time we look at mental health and, and people that having having you know breakdowns or something like that. Like it's a whole lot of stuff that happens before you even get to the point of you going to you going to take out. You know, you have writing out a 180 page manifesto of how you're gonna kill some people. Like it's it's some stuff that happens before you even get to this point. Like let's stop playing. They talked about this boy, this this 18 year old man having to go to a mental hospital, but he was only there for a day. They talked about this 18 year old man being being uh, flagged and not being and then not being followed up on they asked the the officer that that was interviewed if somebody dropped the ball along the way for this for this 18 year old man white man to have been able to obtain weapons AR-15, a shotgun, and a handgun. And he could not admit that there was a level of fault in the system, in the process, or along the way. He could not admit. His response was, when he was asked if someone dropped the ball, his response was, it's too early in the investigation to determine if somebody dropped the ball. Come on, man. He threatened to shoot somebody in high school. That's that's what got him flagged in the first place. That's what got him one day. What's up, Rashonda? What's up, James? That's what got him one day in a mental facility. He got all the help he needed in that 24 hours or that day and a half that he was there. We don't know how it slipped through the cracks. You know who don't slip through the cracks? Pedophiles. You pee in a park if you want around some little kids as a 16 year old. You gonna be on every list, they every pedophile list they got, you gonna be on. I know some guys that's on the pedophile list cause they got a statutory charge while we was in high school. for knocking down a chick that was a couple years younger. And now they gonna have to register everywhere that they live. Like that's that's one of the things, that don't sit through the cracks. You gonna be on there. These folks that can obtain all these high powered weapons and all this other stuff somehow always seem to slip through the cracks. 
Now the guys who did what they did while we was in high school, do I look at them as pedophiles? Now, they made a mistake. They smashed a chick that was a little bit overdeveloped and got a statutory charge. They probably they learned their lesson, but they still that's on their that's in their record. They went out here trying to knock down a nine-year-old. It's tough. But that's following them. Man. Commit no murder. Once again. What was this kid exposed to? There's a lot of things that get to the point before you, there's a lot of stuff that happens before you get to the point where you feel like you can take a gun and go somewhere, multiple guns and go three hours out the way. The more I read, the more, the more, like at 18, he had over a thousand dollars worth of guns. I don't think at 18, I had a thousand dollars worth of possessions, period. I'm talking about all my clothes. My Nintendo, my Sega Genesis. I don't think I was totaling the, like he got three things that total. Over a thousand dollars. Stop playing. What are we doing? What an 18 year old need an AR for? He ain't in the army. I don't think you hunt with an AR. Just saying. There's a hard left from talking about pigeons early in the show. Hey, but you know what? One of the things that um I'm tired of talking about this dude. One of the things that that caught my attention also last week was this uh was this Rico case that the YSL, this YSL crew got with Young Thug and Gunner and 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 all the and all the all the people that's involved in that. And I think the only reason why this stood out is because they they arrested the dog too. Like they got the dog. They, what they had a green dog. Like in their picture. They had a green dog. Like Peter is gonna make sure that all any Rico charge that they got on there, they is gonna stick. Come on, man. Now, Young Thug was not was not somebody who I'd be like, yo, let me go out and buy the album. But if there's some stuff out there that that I listened to, like that was like, oh, that's Young Thug. Oh, that's that's straight. Don't ask me to name none of this music. But I'm like, yo, that's straight. I'm here for, I, I can listen to this. Hey, I'm old. Can somebody put a Young Thug song in the chat room? Just, just, just one. Whichever one that come to your mind in the first place. And, I, and when they said that they're about to hit these folks with the Rico... Like, damn. Damn. 
what did I know about the Rico? I had to Google it because all I knew about the Rico was from power. And when Sax caught himself trying to hit Tasha with the Rico, it was about to be all bad. It was going to be all bad for old Tasha. <laughs> Tasha get hit with the Rico. Like the, and I had, to, I had to Google it. Racketeer influence. Racketeer influence corrupt organization. Now I had to look. I, y'all don't, don't think that I'm stupid. I'm not. I'm not stupid for real. But I had to Google what racketeering was, and I was just like, "Oh, okay. It has nothing to do with tennis. I got, you. got it." But I'm like, "All right." It was a bunch of stuff in there that just needed to make sense for me when it came to what it was that this that 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 it all entailed. Because I'm like, all right, dude, you a rapper, gonna make music, I believe, or some kind of entertainer, and you out here with meth, hydrocodone, weed with the intent to sell. receiving stolen property like you know how many people I know that got that has received stolen property like who who don't know a booster I mean I mean you can get in trouble for that so don't 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 put that you know people or who your booster is like don't do that but we all know somebody who got a who got a comforter or a, a bedding set from the booster we know somebody around Christmas time that that know that know the TV person, that know the person that can go into Walmart and walk out with a TV. We know we all know somebody who can make that happen for us. Fan, like, fan was out there flashing gang signs and, and music videos. Y'all. Come on, man. There, there's a part of me that, that feels like there, there's a group of entertainers that think that nobody's going to see this. Ain't nobody going to see this. I can do what I want. I can say what I want. If I need to hit them with a ah, 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 like it's cool. The law not paying attention to it. Man, they paying attention to everything. When they, when I, I feel, I feel like when they get ready to throw a Rico at somebody, that's like, that's like they, that's like they checkmate, like I, like that's they draw for, like you, you about to lose, like that's Uno, and they got, they got a draw for and then one of the cards, so it's gonna be their turn again, like you, you've lost at this at this point. Oh, man, like there, there's a situation. All right, so when I when I look at when I look at entertainers, when I look at athletes, um, there's a part that there's a part of me that feels like, and, and I don't know, and I don't know, 
Jewel said, you're not stupid. You're a law-abiding citizen. That, that There's no reason for you to know racketeering and Rico definition. I, I, you're right. But at the same time, like, some some stuff you kind of you feel like is it's it's still necessary. It's still necessary. Yes, I am a law-abiding citizen. But I also feel like, all right, once you get yourself into a situation in which you can potentially get out the life, like if you use the life to get you to a certain point, and then at that point, it's like, you know what, I'm out. Now, now I don't have to do I don't have to do that stuff anymore. Like that stuff is out. I ain't gotta I ain't gotta push no hydrocodone or no meth or no I don't have to push that. Some of them still enjoy it, but you ain't gotta push it. You I, I feel like it has to be a level of separation that at the point of alright I've this has served this purpose up until this point and now I'm doing this I'm I'm rapping I'm entertaining and this this is going to be the breadwinner at this point like it's not going to be it's not going to be the I was looking at I was looking at what what's all what all could be considered like the Rico in the Rico joint, and it was like gambling and you know intent to sell. It was a whole bunch of it was a whole bunch of stuff. Like it was a, it was this laundry list of things that could be all bunched into a Rico charge, and they had like twelve of those things that could all carry like twenty year sentences. I was like, listen, fam, like that that could be potentially two hundred and forty years. Like, yeah, hey, y'all ain't gonna make it. That's a lot. They they throwing they throwing a bunch of stuff at the at the board and, and hoping that some of it's gonna stick. And even if if three of them stick, y'all gonna be old. Y'all gonna be old as shit when y'all get out. If anything more than five, look y'all y'all gonna die. In jail. It's over. When they start talking about criminal street gang activities and and trying to shoot uh YFN Lucci or whatever this boy name is, like, come on man, like y'all rent you renting vehicles. They need credit cards, like that's not a cash transaction, fam. Like these these things come with a paper trail. I don't know. I think it's a part of me that would like for my criminals to be a little bit smarter than this. Just it's just something about that that just don't sit right with me. But you know, it just I guess, you know, it just kinda just kinda is what it is, I suppose. But um, that green dog, though, that's gonna that's gonna get a lot of people. That's that's gonna get Peter up in arms, and they ain't gonna like this. They ain't not gonna like the green dog move at all. Like that is a, that is a problem. That is a problem for real. 
don't know. There are times, well, I'm a law-abiding citizen now. There's a time where I wasn't always a law-abiding citizen, but I ain't do nothing major. Like, I ain't break no real crimes. Like, I wasn't... <laughs> like, I might have stole some baseball cards when I was little. Might have walked out with a toy that was already open. But as far as, like, some of the stuff that they got going on, like, oh, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. Like, I ain't out here catching pigeons randomly. Like, I feel like this part... <laughs> Like that's that's kind of a crime a little bit. Like you, I feel like you're supposed to leave pigeons alone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know, man. Tonight's show kind of kind of had me in a flux, and I apologize. I apologize if I uh no, I don't apologize for nothing. I take that back. I'm lying. I don't apologize for nothing. I meant everything that I said. Um, if anybody got a problem with it, DM me. We'll talk about it. But this is how I feel. There's some, there's some legit, there's some legit parents and flaws that's going on right now. And I've, I've made the comment to defects workers that I hate that defects even needs to exist. But at the same time, there is a need for it. It's a lot of these parents that's messing up and they're not in tune with what their kids are doing. They're not in tune with what their kids need. And if it's something that's lacking in the household and they're seeing those parents act the way they do, as far as, especially this, this nine-year-old white man who was whipping on the door. And if he went home and when that black father went to approach the the white father about what happened and he saw the response he was 100% empowered by that thought process in which he feels like it's okay and it's not and on the flip side for any of you parents that's listening to this right now if your if your kid has a teacher that's saying that your kid is doing X, Y, and Z Whatever that is, getting bad grades, disrupting the class, or doing whatever, your kid is not perfect. That kid is probably doing something. That teacher probably would rather not have to talk to you if they didn't have to. Let me say that again. That teacher would probably rather not have to talk to you if they didn't have to. But since your kid is making them have to talk to you, don't attack the teacher like the teacher is doing something wrong. Don't be mad at the teacher if you're the one doing their homework and you're getting all that shit wrong. It's your fault. Y'all gotta be better. We all gotta be better. It's a lot of it's a lot of needs for improvement. It's a lot of areas for improvement in this thing. And you know, we spend a lot of time trying to help the kids that's living with us right now. And it's because of what all they've been exposed to and what all has taken place before they've gotten into our homes. And so that is my challenge to everybody that's listening at the sound of my voice. 
It's just to be better. Just be better. I told I told my wife one day, and she was listening to me uh, order some food. And my goal when I ordered that food was to improve this person, the person who whoever was on the other end of that that intercom. I wanted to make them smile. I wanted to improve their energy. Cost you nothing. But a little bit of effort. So good people, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's be better. Let's get better. Let's. We got to be the light. It starts with us. It starts with it starts with you. It starts with me. Let's be the light. This is part of why I do this. I like to have fun. I want to I want to have people smile on a week to week basis. Um, I want to start your week off right. You know, sometimes we gotta have shows like this where it ain't all you know laughing and jokes and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, sometimes we gotta have serious dialogue. But look, good people. I gotta go ahead and get off of here. But if you are already, if you're not already following the 17 Print Shop uh, page, go ahead and follow us at the 17 Print Shop. T A T. The 17 Print Shop. Listen, I got my website worked out right now. So if you're looking for any of your custom shirts, I didn't put the focus shirt on there, but I got my show enough joint on there. The human cheat code joints up. I also got. Um, I got a bunch of stuff up on the website. Go ahead and check it out. www.dustintentprintshop.com is going across the ticker right now. And if you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in any real estate in the Georgia area, go ahead and hit me up. J.H. Brown, the realtor. If you are not in the Georgia area, but you still need me to read to somebody that might be good, Still, hit me up, J.H. Brown, the realtor. Go ahead and get you taken care of. Good people, I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Um, until next time, you be safe out in these streets, y'all. And try to make somebody else smile. You never know who need it. I'm out.